Get informed, get inspired, and get connected. CannabisRadio.com presents NCIA's Cannabis Industry Voice. The National Cannabis Industry Association is the only national trade organization representing the businesses of the legal cannabis industry. NCIA's Cannabis Industry Voice covers a range of topics, including the rapidly evolving political and policy changes that affect our industry, news and events of importance to cannabis professionals, and features on companies, individuals, and campaigns at the cutting edge of the cannabis industry. NCIA's Cannabis Industry Voice begins now. Hello, thank you for tuning in to another episode of NCIA's Cannabis Industry Voice on Cannabis Radio. I'm your host, Bethany Moore, the Communications and Projects Manager at the National Cannabis Industry Association. Today, my guest is Francesca Vavila, a co-founder of Alias Can. Alias Can is a cannabis sales and marketing company based out of Delaware. They offer cannabis-focused sales, planning, processing, and marketing services. Welcome to the show, Francesca. Thank you. Great to have you. So uh, let's dive right in and learn a little more about you, uh, your background, many experiences you might have had prior to finding yourself in this exciting cannabis industry and movement. Sure, I'm happy to. Um, Yeah, my way to get to this whole cannabis world was very circuitous. It was not a direct line. Uh, I started out as a high school and middle school English teacher at a private Catholic school. Yes. Wow. (laughs) About as different as you can get. (laughs) And um, so about six years into that, I decided I had more of an entrepreneurial spirit than I had initially uh, anticipated having and dove into real estate because it had a a fairly low threshold and offered a lot of opportunities to you still use an education background and also mix it with sales and sort of have a self-made destiny um, option. But after a few years of that and was very successful. It was great, but it was unfulfilling in a lot of ways. And so I had had these two experiences where one with teaching was very uh, fulfilling and the other with sales and real estate was very lucrative. Um, I needed something that meshed the two. And so I ended up starting to do some starting to do some writing for a company that was in the sales and marketing space in the traditional mainstream industries. And I took to it. I I got to use my brain. I got to use my sales muscles and flex those. And then from that, um, the owner of that company and I started working together and exploring the cannabis space and saw a need for what we could bring to the table. And he reached out and said, I'd like to do this and I'd like you to start this with me. And so that kind of brought us to the very beginning of our journey, which was really exciting. Wow. Yeah, that's an interesting journey, kind of left, then right, then (laughs) here we are. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. No, that's really cool. Um, So I bet your former high school students think you're really cool now, but... They they might, a few of them may, but um, <laughs> I'm not handing them any swag to wear around, so I'll say Fair that. Fair enough. 
So as far as getting in the cannabis industry, it sounds like you came across this business opportunity. What about your personal passion or the inspiration or any personal experience you might have had with the plant or developing a relationship with the plant and the movement? I was really lucky to find this space and to get to learn from so many people and develop and nurture and cultivate that passion, if I can use that play on words, Um, because prior to really getting into it, I had very limited exposure. I was pretty much like a dare kid and it was a drug and it was scary and the big bad out there. Um, And it wasn't until very late in life, I'm going to say my late 20s, that I actually found out what cannabis offered rather than the threat that it supposedly posed. And I quickly dove headfirst into a lot of the myths and dispelling them and doing research. And it was incredibly enlightening, and which was exciting and frustrating at the same time, um, because it felt very much like I had been well, I had been, we all have been lied to for, yeah. for decades. And it's such a, a long, um, well-entrenched myth and lie uh, that it's hard to dig out from that. So it became really important for me to teach other people like me that were where I, I had been, that it's not what we had always thought, just like the food pyramid is no longer the gold standard for dieting. This <laughs> is not the boogeyman of, of drugs or the gateway to um, nefarious things. And, um, you know, I, I had had a personal experience because my sister has cerebral palsy and I didn't know anything about how cannabis could have helped her um, until it was much too late, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. So that really struck a chord with me in that um, she she lived with cerebral palsy her whole life. It's not degenerative. It doesn't get worse or better, but there's Mm. complications at the severity level that she was at. And one of those is um, a recurring bouts of pneumonia from aspirating saliva into her lungs because of spasmodic properties of, you know, cerebral palsy. And Mm. uh, it was eventually a super bug of pneumonia in 2013 that, that took my, my twin sister from me. So I'm so sorry to hear that. Thank you. It was, it was, you know, that's, that's an awful kind of pain to go through losing your other half. Um, But at the same time, it, it seemed compounded because there was something there the whole time that could have helped. It could have changed things. And I didn't know, and I never, ever want somebody to be in that position that my family was in, that she was in to not have access to a medicine. That's so good for you. That's can help so many ways. Wow. Thank you for sharing that story. And yeah, I mean, don't, don't beat yourself up. There's a lot of misinformation, as you alluded to, um, with the government lying to us about, I mean, let's be real. It's still a schedule one drug on the controlled substances list, meaning it has no medical value, which we all know at this point. There, there is actually research out there yeah. that says it does. Um, and more and more research as we're able to access it is proving what what the hippies knew all along right Um, exactly exactly so here we are and we're moving we're moving forward uh with this stronger by the day movement 
um, of the cannabis industry. And here you are as a part of it, having co-founded the company Alias Can. Mm-hmm. So let's talk about uh, the present, your, your role there, your day-to-day, what's going on with the company. It's going well. Um, I have to say, like, if we're being completely honest about everything, it's it's an uphill battle because this is a new space. And so I think everybody is writing the rules and discovering the rules as we go along and figuring out how operations are going to go in their businesses. And since our whole business is built around helping others build their business, it is a steep climb sometimes, but we're convinced that the view is worth that climb. And so we're, we're keeping at it and it's definitely a, a passion and a mission to get out there. Um, and we've loved the clients that we've worked with and we've been able to help reach more of their target customers and get them into more shelf space and to, you know, expand their brands. And it's, it's exciting, fun stuff. And because mm-hmm. we get to do new things with new clients every time, um, we get to have the benefits of these long relationships and also the excitement of, you know, a new relationship. So it's, it's the best of both worlds. It's um, everything. But day to day, we're really about focus on, we're focusing on the sales side of things. And then the marketing um, activities that we have really support all of our sales activities and our endeavors. So we've got people in our office smiling and dialing all day, that grunt work that nobody wants to do. <laughs> smiling and dialing. I love that. I'm, I'm, I'm writing that down right now. Yes. Yes. Yeah. And then, um, and then on my end and my partner Mike's end, we just get to do a lot of vision casting, which is a beautiful thing, and seeing how we can get into more spaces to help more people and what offerings we can have to grow other businesses, uh, support our whole tagline is no one grows alone. And that's our goal every day is to grow our own company by growing others. And those people are going to then benefit, you know, their growth is going to benefit their employees and it's going to benefit their customers. And it's just this compound effect that's really exciting and lovely. That's great. It's great to hear your passion about the work you're doing as well. Uh, what, wh- how long ago was it that you founded the company with your partner and how many people are on your team now? We started looking into cannabis, I want to say he went to MJ BizCon in Orlando. So that was, I want to say 2014, maybe. Mm -hmm. Um, And then together, we went to MJ Biz in DC. And that was sort of our last walk and scope and research. Um, So that was when we officially started doing the work to get our company up and running. But I believe we were founded and incorporated in 2016. So until then, we were kind of just dabbling in it and getting ourselves ready, making sure that we understood the landscape, both competitive and um, opportunity wise, and knowing that we had a place because there's nothing worse than somebody coming in with just a, oh, this is a hot new thing. Okay, I'll come in and get mine. And it's like, nope, that's not how we work at all. That we've got to come in with advocacy, education, and benefiting others. That's the only way to grow is a collective growth. So it was a lot of lead up to that. And then uh, an official launch in 2016, I believe. Um, And in terms of our team, we have about 
I'm going to say just under 10 dedicated salespeople for cannabis specifically. Mm-hmm. But because we built this company off of our mainstream company, it's the same services, same building, oh, same okay. offering. We have this really cool bench strength of about, you know, another 20, 30 people that we can pull from if we get that need. And we can say, all right, it's time to train you now on what cannabis is versus, you know, what you were doing. So it's great because we have this whole sales culture behind us and all this management and training and these systems and processes in place. And then we can just teach others about cannabis when we need to. Awesome. Yeah. Good for you on doing that discovery work before diving in. I think there's a lot more to the cannabis industry than people realize, particularly with compliance and regulations, our our battle cry. (laughs) Cool. (laughs) Yeah. Awesome. All right. Well, um, yeah, thanks for sharing that. We're going to jump into our first commercial break, and then we'll be right back to talk more with Francesca of Alias Can. So please stay tuned. We'll be right back. NCIA's Cannabis Industry Voice will return once we give a voice to our sponsors. Educate, empower, and engage in the evolution of the cannabis industry. Join thousands of industry professionals on August 3rd and 4th in Miami, Florida for the return of the U.S. Cannabis Conference and Expo. Register for an early bird discount now at usccexpo.com. That's usccexpo.com. Now available for pre-order through crowdfunding for just $14 plus $10 shipping. Pouches, premium mixing and rolling pouches, allow you to carry and prepare your herbs for consumption with discretion and ease. These stylish pouches are handcrafted using strong zips, long-wearing buffalo leather outside, and smooth sheepskin inside. A portion of proceeds go to fund vital medical research into cannabis for ADHD. See a demo and get yours now on Indiegogo or Pouches.com. That's P-O-U-C-H-Z.com. Oh, let the marijuana llama tell you something now. Bought a game for your phone, gonna make you say, wow. The game's about the game of growing cannabis for cash. Grow the seeds, sell the bud, put the savings in the stash. Little by little, your empire grows large. Put different celebrities inside your entourage. You can choose to play with Snoop or me or Chichin Chong. Cypress Hill, Willie Nelson, Wiz Khalifa with a bong. The name of the game is him, pink, that's the point. Download and play while you light yourself a joint. The business of cannabis should be no crime. Hemp Inc. is even hot-proofed by the man who run high times. Oh, yeah. Get it on Android and I and iOS today. Marijuana Llama out. Got to tend to me on crap, you know. Money don't make itself. Hemp Inc. Get informed, get inspired, and get connected with more of NCIA's Cannabis Industry Voice only on CannabisRadio.com. All right, we're back on NCIS Cannabis Industry Voice on Cannabis Radio. I'm your host, Bethany, talking with Francesca from Alias Can. Uh, So, Francesca, let's talk more about the cannabis industry, which has a slightly higher percentage of women in executive roles than some other non-cannabis fields in the country. What is your experience being a woman in leadership? You know, it has a lot of parallels and overlap in the mainstream industry. Um, There's still, I think, a lot of male domination in a way that if you're going to a meeting, you can still expect a lot of a more traditional presence there. And it it can feel like you're given almost a a cookie as a leadership token but 
I think it has to do the, the positives far outweigh those experiences. And there's such a great feeling of being a woman in leadership because it's this collective um, drive to keep pushing people that maybe were formerly marginalized or ignored or overshadowed or overlooked into these roles that they've always belonged in, that we've always needed their voices in. So whether that's women or minorities or whatever it is, people need to hear um, a variety of voices. And I think that's been exciting for me because I get to be one of many instead of, you know, basically like a squeaky mouse in the room. Mm. Um, So it can, I think it's almost in a way I'm almost pre-wired to be like, do I, do I belong? Do I have a seat at this table? Do I belong in this conversation? But the fact of the matter is going into those meetings with the assumption that yes, I absolutely do. I've already earned it. I have nothing to prove. And I I'm bringing my value just in showing up with the experience and the education and the, the thoughtfulness and the mindfulness that I'm bringing to the table. It's been a really kind of personal journey as much as it's been this um, kind of abstract principle journey as well. So it's a tough question to answer because it it can go both ways, but yeah, I like owning it. You know, it's, it's been a fun challenge to take on. Yeah. I really enjoy hearing kind of your inspirational answer to that, where you know, you belong you walk into a room and still in the back of your mind, you're expecting someone to ask you to go get them a cup of coffee, but (laughs) but you sit down at the head of the table anyway, and you are present and you know, you have something to contribute that's valuable. That's really great. Thank you for sharing that. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. Gotta just get that eye contact and (laughs) make them pay attention. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Yep. There's a, the, the superwoman power move that you're supposed to do that makes you feel uh, confident before walking into a meeting, you know? Mm-hmm. Yep. That's a good one. Yeah. Uh, so talking more about women, um, we do tend to be trendsetters in modern culture. Women are often responsible, responsible for slang, um, fashion, and we're also leading the way and helping to normalize and destigmatize cannabis as a wellness product as we're seeing cannabis moms and um, people from various different de- demographics using cannabis. But women are definitely, I'm a canna mom, I'm a canna woman. They're out there saying this is a wellness product. How do you, how do you think how are you seeing us continue to do that? What's your perspective from from what your company's doing and from as you've been learning about the industry? What are you seeing as women are in in the front here, kind of waving the cannabis flag? I think it's really kind of harnessing the role of the underdogs or the unassuming ones because for so long there was this very um, – clear stereotype about who used cannabis and while that might have changed decade to decade whether you know that was originally founded in some really racist ideology and then moved to more of this quote-unquote stoner image that was about how cannabis is going to 
you know, send you down a path that you don't want to go down that's about lack of productivity and lack of success, suddenly you have women coming in and saying, no, no, I'm using this. So you know you can trust me. And I don't know if that's um, partly like a, a almost an association with motherhood or mm. caretaking, but it's like, mm. oh, oh, if she's doing it versus instead of the, oh, they're doing it. And that's the power there as women. It's like we can come up and say, you don't get to define what cannabis is and you don't get to define who uses it because I'm using it and you'd never, quote unquote, expect it. And that makes people check their expectations, hopefully, if that's done right. And that's a very powerful tool in ending the stigma and saying like, well, what you thought was true isn't true in this instance. Doesn't that make you question what you've always thought was true, you know, across several aspects of cannabis and beyond? Um, and and I, I just love that challenge. I absolutely just relish it because it's powerful. And in terms of our our company, we really are pushing this professionalism is that we're the same people that are going to be selling a lot of other products in other mainstream businesses. And we're not going to dumb down our professionalism and we're not going to, we're going to almost like elevate the conversation and the image by having these women that could be in a Nordstrom catalog or, you know, mm -hmm. coming off of a, whatever it is, a, a powerful business meeting. They're still having those. They're still the same women in the cannabis space. And that's, that's awesome. Yeah. I think we're seeing more like women doing yoga or enjoying a cup of coffee on their balcony versus, uh, bud babes who are in mm -hmm. bikinis, which which is great. <laughs> yeah, it is. It is. And I I would I can't wait for the day where just like the hand painted wine glasses of mommy needs a glass of wine. I want to see the like mommy needs a joint. You know. <laughs> and, yes. You know, hey, that's fine. You're not a bad person for that. <laughs> yep. Yep. Awesome. So you're you're probably working with some established companies, but you're also working with some brand new companies that are just launching in the industry. So there's probably an educational moment with them as you're taking your experience and helping them brand and, and market their products. Is there any advice you might have for those companies or challenges they should be aware of and ready to face? Sure. <laughs> it just depends how long you got. Sure. <laughs> um, uh, just a minute before commercial break. So. Gotcha. Okay, I'll try and keep it short to the high, the high level stuff. Perfect. Um, so I think a lot of times what people see is that they, they're expecting a much easier road than they're going to have. And whether that's they have this great idea. And so, of course, that's going to win. We would love to think that. It's not the truth, unfortunately. The reality is that you need a lot more than a really good idea or a really good product because that doesn't not that doesn't make a business. Um, a business is about having operations and systems and people and processes in place that can get you from A to Z, not just having, you know, the G that's in the middle and being like, I can start in the middle and go to Z. That doesn't happen. So I think setting realistic expectations is the biggest challenge um, mm -hmm. in, in the field. And then also just reminding them that we need to be conscious that we are part of something bigger than a business. We are part of a movement and there needs to be a social consciousness and awareness around that movement as much 
and that has to be built into your business. So they can't run separate. They have to run parallel and to be genuine and, and to really provide a whole solution to the space. Awesome. Great advice. Awesome. Okay. We're going to take our last commercial break here and then we'll come back and wrap up our chat with Francesca from mm -hmm. Alias Can. So stay tuned. We'll be right back. NCIA's Cannabis Industry Voice will return once we give a voice to our sponsors. Cannabis industry professionals want to gain some new leads, make genuine business connections and get premier brand exposure. This is your opportunity. NCIA's new industry socials are coming soon to Portland, Maine, New Jersey, Pittsburgh, Baltimore, and Miami. Sponsorship opportunities available. Register today. Hey, take a look at this. They're selling smart pots. <laughs> they have pot that can make you smart? Where is it? Not that kind of pot. Smart pots are the best aeration container to grow your plants. Check this out. This is the original fabric container for faster producing healthier plants. They're made with a superior fabric that delivers high yields. Plus, smart pots are reusable and sustainable, so you can use them over and over again, no matter if you use them indoor or outdoor. That's very smart, but how good are they for the environment? Smart pots are BPA free and lead free, so you'll always be able to ensure a pure, clean grow, and they're 100% made in the US. Over 28 million smart pots have already been sold, so it seems like a smart investment. Look for smart pots in close to 2,000 garden centers throughout North America and ask for the original fabric container. Find a store near you or order yours online at smartpots.com. Educate, empower, and engage in the evolution of the cannabis industry. Join thousands of industry professionals on August 3rd and 4th in Miami, Florida for the return of the U.S. Cannabis Conference and Expo inside the Hyatt Regency in downtown Miami. Register before May 1st for an early bird discount of 50% off now at usccexpo.com. That's usccexpo.com. Join us for the 2019 U.S. Cannabis Conference and Expo August 3rd and 4th in Miami. Register now at usccexpo.com. Expo.com. Get informed, get inspired, and get connected with more of NCIA's Cannabis Industry Voice only on CannabisRadio.com. All right, we're back on NCIA's Cannabis Industry Voice podcast on Cannabis Radio. We're speaking with Francesca Vavila of Alias Can. Uh, and I mentioned at the beginning of the show that you're based in that tiny little state over there on the East Coast, just tucked into Maryland called Delaware. <laughs> yeah. And we don't hear a whole lot about Delaware, um, but legalization is increasing in states all across the country. And we're, we're seeing that East Coast segment warm up to cannabis, which is super exciting. Any predictions on when we think Delaware is going to jump on board into the cannabis industry? I think we are going to see it this year, um, which is, you know, fingers crossed, knock on all the wood that you can find right now. But oh, yeah. <laughs> that's that's the anticipation. That's the buzz that we are getting um, from our work in legislative halls um, and lobbying days and all of that. So we're very much a part of the movement to legalize in the state and we like having those conversations because a lot of it has to be maybe sometimes shutting your mouth and listening to what those objections are and talking to people like the minority leaders and not just the people that that want to agree with you or already agree with you. It's important to listen to the objections and then say, 
okay, and I see where you're coming from, and have you thought about this? Because that's all they want. They want to know that they're not painted as this bad guy, that they have reasons behind their decisions. And so we're here to change minds. That has to start with listening. Um, mm-hmm. So I think it'll it'll definitely happen. It, Delaware tends to be slower <laughs> than most of the rest of the East Coast, especially the Northeast. But mm-hmm. we're not a size state or um, economically one to be an influencer um, in terms of national legalization. So our business is very much outside of the state. In fact, we don't have any business in Delaware. Mm -hmm. Um, So it won't change anything for our company that Delaware legalizes. But to me, every state has to, you know, have their wins because it's going to change more hearts and minds and get more momentum behind the, the movement and the ultimate goal. Yeah, absolutely. I'm really glad to hear you're involved at the state and local level in whatever capacity you can be. And of course, the state by state battle is is happening. The dominoes are slowly falling across the country. Um, but important to that work is the federal work that NCIA does, for example. Yes. And our annual lobby days, our ninth annual lobby days, wow. is coming up um, May 21st, 22nd, and 23rd. Last year, we had between 250 and 300 NCIA members fly out to DC, and our GR team always does a great job of setting up these meetings with congressional offices, with groups of NCIA members to educate and answer questions and listen to the concerns. Now, of course, there's plenty of members of Congress who are already friendly to our issues, but some of those challenging but really important conversations are the ones with the offices who either oppose or maybe aren't so sure and need more information. So if you're a member of NCIA, Uh, which alias can is. I hope to see um, many NCIA members register. Register today. Please register today for Lobby Days um, because we have to have those conversations. We have to do that education. You have to shake their hand and tell them about your kids and that they play soccer and what school you went to. And they need to know that you're a real human being Mm -hmm. who, who has business interests and sharing your struggles as a business owner um, is really important. So um, if you're interested, listeners interested in learning about Lobby Days, www.thecannabisindustry.org slash Lobby Days 2019, Lobby Days 2019. Super important. Um, We've got a ton of people registered. Of course, the momentum is still going. Please register as early as you can uh, because our GR team does a lot of behind the scenes work in advance, um, putting teams together, setting up meetings with congressional offices. Um, So thanks for being involved um, locally and at the state level, Francesca, and uh, hope to see you in DC next month for lobby days as well. Oh, and yes. yeah, we'll um, be there. yay. I'm so glad <laughs> to hear that. Um, and of course, there's all kinds of information. If, if people listening do want to do some outreach at the state and local level, even if you're not a member, there's a ton of free resources on our website, particularly in the industry reports area of our resources, both our policy council, as well as our committees are producing extremely helpful resources that you can download, print it out, 
take it to your local regulators and have a chat with them and go through things like ideal uh, suggested recommendations for policy. Um, so check out our website, particularly the industry reports area. There's a lot of information there. Um, and as we wrap up here, I just want to mention um, our regional networking events. The Cannabis Caucuses and the Industry Socials are happening uh, throughout the year, so please check those out. And of course, the Cannabis Business Summit and Expo is happening in July, and tickets yes. are on sale, and we're looking forward to it. Um, this is our biggest trade show of the year. Um, the website for that for tickets is CannabisBusinessSummit.com. So I'm looking forward to seeing you at some of those events, Francesca, and I really appreciate you joining me on the show today to to chat about about our exciting industry. Yeah. Oh, I'm so happy to be here. I'm so glad we could have this talk because it's important too, and it's important to have as many people involved in the conversation as possible. It's the only way we can keep moving forward and getting the results that we need. You got it. Where can people find out more about Alias Can? You can visit our website at aliascan.com that's a-l-i-a-s-c-a-n-n.com and you can follow us on instagram and facebook and twitter as well um so you can always interact with us we've got um people that actually engaging there's no robots <laughs> running anything so we're real people and we love to talk to, to you and you can always email me at francesca at aliascan.com Awesome. Thanks so much, Francesca. Thank and you, Bethany. Absolutely. And thanks, everybody, for tuning in to another episode of NCIA's Cannabis Industry Voice. Until next time. The opinions expressed on this CannabisRadio.com program are those of the guests and hosts and do not necessarily reflect those of the staff and management of CannabisRadio.com. Any rebroadcast or redistribution without proper consent of CannabisRadio.com is prohibited.